Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balance Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the Balanced Bond Podcast. I am elated to have you. I wanted to first thank you so much for all of the amazing feedback that we got on last week's birthday episode. I turned 33 last week in Mexico and it was amazing. I would really just love for it to be Libra season forever. And I am celebrating all of my fellow Libras from afar. Thank you so much for all of the love. And honestly, that that episode with Shelby was just so special to me because I feel like I got to showcase a side of myself that never gets to be shown. So I'm super appreciative of all of the feedback and just so thankful to have you all here. Today, we have a phenomenal conversation with someone who inspires me to no end, Sabina Lada. She is the founder of Doe. And I am obsessed with dough, not only because it is the best healthy cookie dough literally ever, but also because I love it so much that I have decided to invest in dough. I think it was about a year ago now I got the opportunity to invest. And since then, I have learned so much from Zabina about the CEO life and growing a brand. And I'm just honored to support the brand and to be even a small part of the brand's growth and success. But really, it is Sabina who is the founder and the CEO. They are a good-for-you cookie dough company, and that means that they have functional ingredients in their cookie dough. It tastes amazing. They do all of these incredible influencer and celebrity collaborations, and we are manifesting a TBB collab. So let's make that happen. And also Sabina was on Shark Tank and that episode of Shark Tank was one of the most watched episodes of all time because of basically the controversy surrounding it and stuff that went down on TikTok after it aired. And we talk about that in this episode. We also spent a significant amount of time talking about human design in this conversation because we are both reflectors. And we tell the story of when I found out that Sabina was a reflector when I was just getting to know her. I think it was maybe the first time we had met in person. So it's a fun conversation. She's so easy to talk to. This was like a cross between a girl talk friend catch up episode and a real inspiring entrepreneurial deep dive from a really, really talented CEO. It was both. And I am just so honored. So I think we should definitely do a giveaway. We can give away. Well, I haven't talked to Sabina about this, but I'm sure she will agree. (laughs) And also, um, I can also just run the giveaway myself and purchase the dough. So why don't we choose three winners to each receive dough cookie dough. It is unreal. You're going to absolutely love it. And you will also receive a angels are always with you mug from my new TBB merch collection and a 201 crew t-shirt from our angel number merch collection. It is so special. 201 is my favorite number. I could talk about it all day. 
So to enter that giveaway, rate and review this podcast on Apple and Spotify and email me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com. And also, bonus points, tag us on Instagram on your stories if you are listening to this episode and show us what you're doing and what you thought of the show. And with that, let's get into this conversation with Sabina. I can run a whole ass company and I can't do these like admin things. Like, it's because you're normal a life. Things. That's how we are. Let me tell you. Oh my it's God, you have to tell me more. It's so, it is the reflector life and I will tell you all about it. I can't wait. And also, are you a Leo? I'm a Pisces sun, but I'm a Leo oh, moon. Mm-hmm. People often ask me if I'm a Leo, but I'm a Pisces sun, Leo yeah. moon. Maybe I just give off. Uh huh. Fire vibes. You do. You do. <laughs> That's funny. My husband is a Leo with a Pisces moon. Ah, um, my husband is too. Oh, really? He's a Leo with a Pisces oh moon. Oh my god! Yeah, we're the opposite. That's such a good combination yeah. that you both have. So yeah. you can really understand each other. It's fascinating. The nice thing. Well, actually, I'm curious to ask you: Is your husband more sensitive than you? I think so. Mm-hmm. But I like. I don't know if the public would say that, but I think he is a lot more sensitive than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but. Shouldn't a Pisces sun, I guess a Pisces moon is like where you are in your deep. A Pisces moon is where your emotions are. Yeah, so that tracks. Yes, because you would think everybody thinks about the sun sign. Yeah. So you're a Pisces sun. He's a Leo sun. Mm -hmm. Everybody would just think on the outside, you're the sensitive sensitive one. one. But no, I am married to a Pisces moon. I know what a Pisces (laughs) moon is like. They're so sensitive. I love to remind my husband all the time. You're more sensitive than me. I have to tell him yes. that I go. Uh-huh. Like, I learned today. Yes, <laughs> yes. And we have to look up his human design. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait. So I know, it, But other people wouldn't think that. That's what's also interesting. That's what's interesting about all of this. Like, human design, your sun, moon, rising. Like, how you perceive yourself is so different than how others perceive you. So, like, other people would not think he's sensitive. But I know him of to his course. core. And well, I, like... Nobody sees you guys at home. Yeah. Except for you. Yeah. And maybe if you have, like, a dog or yeah, something. Pablo. Pablo, yeah, my exactly. dog. <laughs> exactly. Like, Hudson, our cat, knows everything mm-hmm. at home. But people would never know. They'd think, like, Jordan's the sensitive one in the relationship. Yeah. I'm the one talking about aliens and crying <laughs> on the, the microphone. <laughs> and Jonathan's, like running a company much like yourself but no at home he gets his feelings hurt i, I would say anything and he's so like really sad yeah i know it's so oh, funny I, I, ours happens a lot like in the day-to-day with clothes so i am like very particular i like even though today i look like adam sandler generally <laughs> i'm like better dressed but i will as soon as he put something on i'm and i mean it in a i'm just like yeah that doesn't look great together or, like that doesn't match or like you should wear this instead immediate like sadness on his face yes. it's like the littlest things like that like day-to-day stuff yes they wear their hearts on their sleeves yeah. there's nothing like a pisces oh. moon wearing their hearts on their sleeves What's his birthday, by the way? August 18th. Okay. If you look us up, so have you seen, this is probably really old school because there's the internet. In high school, one of my friends was really into astrology and she had this big book. It like told you if you were soulmate signs. Yes. And do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, so in, I was I went to college and I, I had a boyfriend at the time. We broke up. I went to college. I came back for the summer and I was like in to my small town and I was like, oh, you know, I met this guy. It was my now husband, um, and I was just 20 years old. And I was like, I want to like look him up in the book, even though I should absolutely not do that because that doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't be with the mm-hmm. person if you're not soulmate signs. It's so rare that you actually of are. She matched my exact birth date to his exact birth date, and it was the soulmate sign. No way! Is that like crazy? the actual person that like you're the supposed to be with? Person you're that is to be with. so cool. It's crazy. That's amazing. I know. And people are like, "You've been together for I was 20, now I'm 33, 13 mm-hmm. years," and I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I mean, it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. I always get so upset with those compatibility things because mine is not is my I? husband's <laughs> and, and his is not mine. Oh, that's but funny. that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anything is a coincidence. I take everything as synchronicity. So it's completely meant to be. So it. you're 33. So am I. Well, actually, I'll be 33 in two weeks. Mm. So you're 1990, baby. 1990, mm-hmm. baby. Amazing. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm ah, so, I'm so happy to you. Happy that we're doing this. This has been a long time coming. I know. I've been a fan of Doe oh, since literally day one. You were you're an OG. Like I, feel I like- will say there are a few content creators, influencers that like 
stick in my brain. You were were at Dear Media, Lauren. Yes. That were OG adopters that like knew and believed in the brand and believed in me before a lot of other people did. And so anyways, it's a a soft spot in my heart. (laughs) I wanted to look back in our messages with Doe and the Balanced Blonde because I feel like I probably messaged you guys like, (laughs) I need some of this. Like whatever this adaptogenic cookie dough is, like I need it. So I'm going to look because I feel like I did. so funny. But yeah, yeah, I want to hear the whole story, like how you started Doe. But even before that, I want to hear about your childhood. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because you you like think back to how you grew up and it makes so much sense now. I think that about like career wise, I'm very career focused, obviously, but I think that about resumes often you, you feel like what you're doing to make a living or what you're doing for your career doesn't make sense sometimes at the time or it's not linear. And then when you end up where you should be, you look back and you're like, Oh, that makes complete sense. Right? Like that makes total sense. So my, my childhood is actually interesting. It's very different than how I live now. Now I have a Better for You Snacks Company. My husband works at Erwan, which is a grocery store here in LA, which I'm sure your listeners are familiar <laughs> oh, with. Oh, yes. So we live like a v- in, we live in Los Angeles. Like we live a very different life than how we grew up. I grew up in a really small town in Texas called Ulysses. I grew up eating the standard American diet, like Kraft mac and cheese for dinner. I would eat Oreos for breakfast. Like my mom would totally allow that. Like mm-hmm. she just kind of was like, at least you're eating something. And my insides were made of like partially hydrogenated oil. Like truly, you couldn't tell because I had always played sports my whole life. So I, you know, externally didn't look unhealthy, but we all know that how you look externally is not what's how mm-hmm. you actually are health wise on the inside. So, you know, I kind of grew up on that that food and, and got away with it, right? Because I played sports my whole life. My dad ran a gas station and within a convenience store in a gas station. It was in Fort Worth, Texas. You have all of those iconic snacks. Like that's what I was eating. Like I would go go there. Twinkies, yes, all the things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Hostess donuts. Like you go in there and that's I was able to pick two snacks. That's what he would let me and my sisters pick. And I just loved it. Like I loved I didn't know. So at the time, he was an entrepreneur because he had to be an entrepreneur because he didn't have that much of an education when he immigrated to the US. So I didn't know that, but I just loved that world, right? Like I was like counting change. I loved that he was like placing orders for the, you know, for the Frito-Lay chips to like restock. And like I would help him restock and and give change to customers. So I was kind of like in that when I was a kid, I guess it like foreshadowed to what I do now. But, you know, fast forward, I ended up working at PepsiCo at Frito-Lay and that, you know, and worked at a couple of other CPG companies after that. And I was selling junk food. Like I, it's interesting as I grew older, I got more in line with wellness. Yet what I was doing at work was completely opposite. I was selling more bad for you products. So I loved the the brand building aspect of it. I loved the creativity. I loved, you know, managing people, all of that. But at, at the same time, you have this kind of like gut feeling of guilt almost of, of how you're kind of serving Americans versus um, how you want to be serving Americans. So Anyways, I, I ended up leaving um, the industry and then, you know, lo and behold, came back to it. But I th- I feel like it was kind of like written in the stars with how I grew yeah. up. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to think back to like the gas station days and it's picking crazy. out the snacks and loving cookies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Always very meant to be. Yeah. And, and it was, I was always obsessed with brands, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it was about. There's like... And I don't know. I guess some people are right. Like there's like the Super Bowl commercials that everybody talks about. Right. And like there is an element of people, you know, understanding and wanting to get behind. And now I feel like people know what a brand is. People even refer to humans as brands like this is we are now. Yeah. Like this is off brand. Like that's a new thing that happened in the last like three or four years that people started calling themselves brands. But yeah, I I, I didn't know what it was, but always had that kind of obsession as a kid. And so that kind of played into it. Mm -hmm. That's why you guys have the best branding with the best colors, fonts, all the things. Oh, thank you. I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff. So yeah. that was something I yeah. noticed well, yeah, you're, about you guys. You're good at it. Yeah. I mean, I am a brand. <laughs> I have had to learn, especially as a reflector, how to mm-hmm. disconnect like my personal self That's from right. the Balanced Blonde brand because yeah. it really is just me. Do you feel like you've done, you've been able to do mm-hmm. that? <laughs> Not really. I don't feel like, um, me neither. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like my happiness is like intertwined with it. And I'm trying so hard to pull it apart. I feel the exact same way. I've been trying to develop more things in my life that are giving me meaning and identity outside of 
the brand yeah. and the work and just like everything that I love about it. Yeah. So being a mom, like becoming yeah. a mom was helpful. But still, even so, like I show up on the podcast and I'm just my same self who yeah. is Atticus's mom. And so I really do have a really hard time just connecting. Yeah. Um, really hard time. So that's my goal. Yeah. Especially as such a sensitive person. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, first things first, let's talk about AG1. You guys know my undying love for AG1. I started taking it when I was freshly postpartum because it was time for me to start having more energy and to basically just fuel my body with all of the foundational nutritional supplements imaginable. Since taking AG1, I have noticed such an improvement with everything having to do with my gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. And since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition. They have continuously refined their formula to create smarter and better ways to elevate your baseline health. I recommend AG1 to all of my family and friends because it really helps them. It is formulated based on the latest science, and they always maintain high-quality standards. I like to take it first thing in the morning before my coffee, and that has always served me very, very well. So, of course, we have a special deal for you. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash blonde. That is drinkag1.com slash blonde. Check it out. Okay, did you guys know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, know that you are not alone. Hair thinning is normal, and Nutrafol helps women address it from within their science-backed supplements. So I love Nutrafol because they are the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement. They are clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength of hair. I definitely went through this when I was postpartum. I had so much hair around my hairline just shed and disappear to the point where I had like the weirdest looking hairline. And I also felt like my hairline went back further than it ever had before. So no matter what stage of life you're in, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician-formulated using drug-free, science-backed ingredients so you can get the most reliable results. I also love that they have a hair health wellness quiz so you can identify exactly what it is that's going on with your hair and what you can do to fix it. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code BALANCED. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That is spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BALANCED. That is Nutrafol.com, promo code BALANCED. So as a reflector, I mean, we just have to get right into it. I like know. For everybody listening, Do if they, you haven't... Does everyone know? Like, is your audience well-versed in human design because oh, of I you? I mean, yes. Okay, if great. you guys are listening to this podcast and you haven't heard of human design, <laughs> you're probably new. So thank you. Super happy that you're here. We have tons of human design episodes. I love it. A lot of the listeners... I think the first one I listened to was actually yours. Oh, so I that love makes that. Sense. Yeah. You had yeah. someone on, right? Jenna. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Jenna, who's like the human design queen. She yeah. just wrote the book, all the things. That's amazing. So for everybody who might not know, Sabina and I are both reflectors, which is the 1% of the population. It's crazy. And when I still remember when I found out that you were a reflector. <laughs> in Do you Malibu? remember? Yeah. yeah. We were in Malibu. You, were, like, you, you look like you saw a ghost. You were like, what? <laughs> oh, I like dropped, my jaw dropped to the floor. That's when you know, like somebody loves human design. I was like, no way. Yeah. Because you didn't strike me as a reflector yeah. because you are very, um, you seem to have like yeah. tons of energy, mm -hmm. very outgoing, Bubbly, yeah. running your business, yeah. your team. 
And of course, reflectors, we can do all that. Mm -hmm. But also, you just seem like somebody who would be more of a generator Mm -hmm. with this self-generating motor. Yeah. So how do you feel reflector-ish? So, okay. So after I heard your your episode, and I also have a friend of mine, Kristen, who does astrology readings. And she, so this is kind of a funny part of our team, which when you join the team, when you become a full-time employee, you have to do a reading with Kristen (laughs) in like your first week. So good. Yeah. That's the way that it should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need to do, I want to add Enneagram to that because I think it would be a nice balance of like astrology and Enneagram. But she she throws in a little bit of human design. She obviously, she has an hour, so she can't do everything, right? She'll also like map us almost to understand where there might be conflict Mm -hmm. or where people might work differently or where they might see things differently. So if you don't do that for your teams, I feel like it's a it's a good thing to to start doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's all to say that's when so she had brought up that I was a reflector and I was like trying to understand a little bit more about it because it's a little it's a little confusing to me because you basically she showed me the like body chart Mm -hmm. like the chakra chart. Mm -hmm. And you have no channels. Like you have nothing. We literally have no channels. So for everyone listening, every other like manifestors, manifesting generators, like every other one has has like multiple channels, like multiple highlighted. And they kind of mean different things, which you're probably better at explaining it than I am. But when you first kind of like see it like that, it's a little jarring and you're almost like, do I not have a persona? Right. Like Like, who am I? Who am I? And why am I? empty yeah why am I empty Mm -hmm. yeah like am I empty inside like what does that even mean so what she was saying is of course she's going to put a positive spin on it because it's Kristen but she what she was saying is you're really being a reflector you're really good at being at centers of things so like and I felt this actually my whole career like my whole life because you can reflect the the good in people so in work, for example, you being the CEO, it is actually very beneficial that you're a reflector because you can, I mean, I guess there's like the good and bad side of it because you might show the, the the negative aspects of people too, but you can reflect people back to them and you'll then be a very good kind of like coach and manager because you have that ability. So when she put it like that, it made me feel a little bit better yeah. about it. But I felt very confused about yeah. it. Yeah. It's surprising to yeah. learn because it's just, it's always going to be surprising to hear, oh, wow, that's very rare. And yeah. so a lot of people are not going to understand you at your deepest core. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to understand a lot of other people at their deepest core because we're just a little different and yeah. highly sensitive. But I've come to see it as such a superpower. Yeah. Like, it gave me so much permission to learn that we are supposed to do things differently as reflectors. I doubt that you live by this, but we're supposed to work for three hours a day maximum. I did Uh, not know that. (laughs) I know that you don't do that because I I know, (laughs) I know your lifestyle running dough, but I think it helps that we absolutely love what we do. I think it's Mm -hmm. more important. I think it's important for everybody to love what they do. Yeah. But I think for some people, they can like put their heads down, go to work and then have the rest of their life. Yeah. Reflectors. No, like we have to be really lit up or else we're not going to be this proper aligned channel mm. and we're not going to be able to reflect anyone back to themselves mm. because like we we're going to be like, able to do our jobs right which is to do that yeah I think a, yeah. a misaligned reflector and I certainly know a couple of them are very hard to be around they don't really know who they are because that mirror is just like turned inward mm. and so it can be a confusing time yeah and so maybe for us when we were younger I don't know I'm yeah. sure I've had those times in my life oh I always, um, I always felt like other when yeah. I was younger like yeah. always I felt weird I felt different I also that's interesting you say about like not people not being able to get to your like know you to your core I can name on one hand because I just don't like I have a seemingly I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. like if you ask if if I throw a party like I have a lot of friends to invite but people who actually can get that like layers and layers and layers deep, deeper it's like on one hand mm-hmm. it's wild yeah it's very reflector because yeah. it's we go so deep and people would just it's hard to fathom yeah. I think for and also we soak in so much energy and so because of that it can be hard to like really let people 100% in because mm-hmm. you have to have boundaries 
because we have those open centers. Mm-hmm. So for people, so it'll affect us more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To walk into a room, I just feel like I'm a sponge for everyone else's. Yeah. Well, emotions. now, okay. So that's actually funny you say that. I was reading that your actual physical environment, like everyone's physical environment impacts them. So it's, I think, like you have to be a little more nuanced than that because, of course, everyone's going to be impacted. But our physical environments impact us so much to the point that if it is off or if it is, you know, if there's a bad energy around you or even like cities, like if you're in a different city, you fully absorb and like become that city, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting because I just went to New York for work a couple weeks ago. And every time it's funny, I always say like New York is my Vegas because I get I get so lit up in New York and I just love it. And when I was I was reflecting on it when I was when I had landed and I had all these things planned and I could just go, go, go. And I didn't feel I didn't feel anxious about it. I didn't feel stressed about it. If my schedule was like it was in New York in L.A., I would freak out mm-hmm. like I would be like, I need a second. But I was able to do that in New York City. And I was like, I wonder if it's me just quite literally absorbing the city. Yes. Like becoming that's the city. Yeah. It's crazy to hear you say that because I'm the same way. I love New York. And when I go to New York. I can do so much. And so yeah. sometimes if I'm here in LA and I have a day where I have to do a ton of things, I just like trick my brain into thinking I'm in New York. It doesn't really work. But it's like if I was in New York, I could totally do we three do, podcasts exactly. and then go to dinner with people and yeah. then like, you know, do a million other things too. Because yeah. I really do think it's absorbing the personality of New York City. Yeah. It's wild. And yeah, it's so wild because people would think that like sensitive reflectors wouldn't like a city like New York, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it just charges us up. Mm -hmm. It really did. I came home recharged and I was like, wow, that was great. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 I think there's so many superpowers and as well as we are supposed to be at the center of things, at Mm -hmm. the center of communities. If this were like a tribal time, we would be at the center of the tribe Mm. and people would come to the reflector for guidance, for healing, for advice. We would be like the tribal therapist or shaman. It's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. The the one thing I think I, I had to learn as of late is I need to spend time by myself to like clear it out mm-hmm. like which is kind of interesting because I'm also an extrovert like that's why you, you're like oh you're so high energy because I really do like people I like learning about people I get energy from people but I also and I and I really avoided spending time alone just because I would feel like tired or like I don't know it just it wasn't energy giving to me and lately I found when I spend time alone is when I feel like I can start to become myself again mm-hmm. which is because I, I have absorbed so much of other people, which is now like making time for yourself. Of course, everybody knows that they should make time for yourself, but it's so critical mm-hmm. with based on your human design, I think. It is. Yeah. That's why it's so important to know your human design because so many people go through life just thinking, well, I'm extroverted or I'm mm-hmm. this or I'm that. But it's so important to take time alone. And then maybe for someone who's more of like a generator, they could learn the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. They could be an introvert, but learn like, actually, if you're generating this group of people, like that will really light you up. So it's fascinating. I love that you know your human design. It makes me so happy. And I want to hear everything about starting dough from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I I always felt entrepreneurial, like, my whole life, I felt I had that bug. And in my career, too, I had always been, I call it an intrapreneur. So even when you're a part of a big organization or you work for someone else, you can still be entrepreneurial. And I think there's this fascination, I'm going to go on a tangent for one second. There's this fascination with founders and launching a business and creating a brand. And especially now with Instagram and it being so public of other people doing this, it makes some, I think sometimes it makes people feel like, oh, I should be doing that or I should, you know, I want to be entrepreneurial, but you can also do that within organizations. And so I, when I was at PepsiCo at Frito-Lay or when I was at Diamond, I, or even at McKinsey at like very big places, I would intentionally go after projects that had fewer resources that didn't have red tape around them. I didn't have to ask for permission or get legal's approval for things or like even create projects from scratch. And so I always like had this bug. I think the scary part is going on your own and doing it yourself. Like that is, I have this, have you taken your Enneagram? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it? I'm a four. I think it's the independent. Okay. Okay. It's like the individualist. Or yes, that that's what it is. What it is. Yes. yes. Okay, yes, okay, correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mine is a three, which is, which makes sense for what I do, but it's very achievement oriented. And it, it sometimes clouds me because I, like at the time when I had thought about starting something many, many years ago, but I, and I didn't do it, I have this kind of fear of failure so and feel a fear of public failure is another like attribute of a three, specifically public failure, not just like fear of your own failure. And so that that kind of like inhibited me a little bit. I was I was a little nervous. And so, you know, I had tested a couple of ideas, but I never kind of like dove in. And then COVID happened and COVID, I think, was very different for and I, I feel like it's a trigger word, so I'm not going to say it too many times for people, but like it, it it was very different for every person. Right. And it was like I think there were some shared experiences, but overall people kind of use their time differently. People, you know, were forced to do things differently, you know, and whatnot. But with my time, I in L.A. was on lockdown for much longer than everywhere else. Like we just had a longer period. So with my time, I said, I have so much time right now. Like I have no social life. We can't really leave our house. I can like barely go for a walk. If I don't do something now, if I don't spend my time creating, then I'm just making excuses. Like I was like a little bit hard on myself. My therapist would say that I am hard on myself, but it was like, it kind of gave me a timeline. It was like, if you can figure something out in this period, then then like, then go for it versus I always talked about it. I always had ideas. I was always like, you know, I want to do this or what about this beverage concept or whatever, beauty concept. So it just gave me the time and forced forced me to do it. So I started, I, I had this concept around healthy indulgences really is what it is. So if you look at our product lines now, we have our Better For You donuts, we have our cookie dough, and then we have our drip, which is a Better For You Nutella. And all of them are healthy indulgences. So the concept was really around, I, I have a sweet tooth. Women are two and a half times more likely to have a sweet tooth than men. Fun fact, probably has something to do with our cycles. Uh-huh. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. And so that's why you always see women like needing, I call it, call it like breakfast dessert or lunch dessert. Mm-hmm. Or de- you, that's so me. Dessert like is not just. a scoop of dough <laughs> yeah. after any time of day, really. Yeah. And like dinner, des- it's not just, dessert is not just for dinner. Like after lunch, I need something sweet. Just some, just a little something sweet mm-hmm. to finish my meal. So that's all to say this concept of healthy indulgences. I, you know, I have something sweet after every meal, you know, all the sugar in the supermarket, not all of it, but a lot of it that's in mainstream supermarkets is refined sugar, um, which is, you know, right, is is awful for inflammation. It's bad for your gut. It's, you know, bad for autoimmune diseases. It's just people are realizing, I think, refined sugar, dairy, like they may have sense and some people don't have sensitivities, but I certainly am more sensitive to to those types of products. So anyways, that's all to say you kind of explore the supermarket and you and you think about, you know, where are the undisrupted spaces? There's not that many. There are a lot of better for you products out there. But I had had this concept of what if we could remove all the bad ingredients and then actually add in good for you functional ingredients, which now people might be it's a little bit more common now. But a few years ago, people people were like, what's a functional ingredient? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you in L.A.? We have a lot of it where like beverages will have, you know, L-theanine or ha- will have supplements in them to kind of boost you vitamin D, whatever it is. But at the time, it was like, what if you can take something that's notoriously sweet take all the bad out and then add in something good for you. So when you actually eat the sweet treat and you feel like, you know, the the feeling that you get in your brain when you like eat chocolate, it's like you release endorphins, right? Yeah. It's like actually mm-hmm. what they say. You can actually feel good about what you're putting in your body. So what we started with vegan and gluten-free cookie dough where we removed all the bad ingredients, added in good for you functional ingredients. Pillsbury and Nestle are the two big competitors in the market. They make 90% of the market share. There are a couple of smaller brands out there that are, you know, on the healthier side, but there really wasn't one that was clean ingredients. Anything on the pack, you don't have to Google, which is important to us. And then, you know, dairy-free and gluten-free, not because I'm dairy-free and gluten-free exclusively, but because I wanted to make it available to everyone. So, you know, long-winded way of saying, I, I started making the product in my own kitchen and I said, let's see if it works. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, and, that's and was it just you? Yeah. So it was me. And then I had a baking assistant mm-hmm. that would help, you know, help with baking, but I, or well, mixing really, I had a giant mixer. I still have it. And had you been into baking before? So a little bit, but like not entirely. So that's, what's kind of interesting is I, I like, 
I don't belong in the kitchen is what I said. Mm-hmm. So you're more <laughs> like, entrepreneurial yes. than like baker. Than a baker. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, like my husband cooks all of our meals. Like every so single time. So does day. mine. Oh, it does Leo he? men. Yeah. I love, love it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, he loves it. He loves like that it's a start and a finish. He loves, yeah. He just like, like loves the, like looking for a new recipe. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's amazing. So he cooks every meal. I don't cook anything. And so I, I, I was fine in the kitchen, but I wasn't like, in the kitchen. And so that was one of my first hires too, is someone to help with product development. But, you know, fast forward, we're bursting out of our commercial kitchens. We're making the product until three in the morning. And I would have to wake up at seven to pack boxes and fulfill, go to UPS, like fill my SUV, go to UPS and pack boxes and deliver them. But we launched an Air One and I was delivering every single order. Oh my God. So they would order like, you know, Beverly Hills wasn't around at the time, but like Venice would Uh order, you know, six cases of chocolate chip. And I would literally make it, put six cases in my trunk and go to Venice and hand deliver our six cases. That's amazing. You know, so that's dedication. Yeah. And a lot of it is manual at the beginning, mm-hmm. especially with food. Like if you don't fundraise, which, you know, I could go on about the difference between if you want to raise and if you don't want to raise. We eventually ended up raising, which I don't know if actually everyone knows that yeah, Jordan's an investor. Yeah, she's, she's an investor of ours, um, a lovely investor. And, you know, it, there's a there's a different path for everyone. But at the time I had not raised. So that's you have to kind of like do it all yeah. yourself. And now, of course, you know, going across the healthy indulgences concept, we've tried to figure out how can we rethink, you know, these nostalgic ubiquitous snacks and clean them up and make them better for you and get them in every single grocery store in America. Mm -hmm. So there's actually access because I didn't have that access when I grew up. Like, in the convenience yeah, store, there, there was, was no not, such thing. No, there was no I tried such to thing. go gluten free when I was like 11 because I had so many stomach issues. Oh my gosh. There was nothing. There was like one cardboard block of bread that yes. you could basically buy, but there was no industry no, for healthier food. There was no industry. And I mean, right now we, we just got um, approval to be in 7-Eleven's Brands with Heart program, which is oh, really cool. exciting. So it's, it's their version of an accelerator, but to be on a shelf eventually, we're not there yet, but to have our donuts, for example, on a shelf at 7-Eleven. I will be kind of like, yeah, <laughs> if like I wander into a 7-Eleven. It's full circle because it's yeah. like people who like you often go, you're on a road trip, whatever, yes. in Texas, you pop into 7-Eleven. There aren't a lot of healthier options. So you just you just give you make the choice easier, especially mm-hmm. if you can make it taste good. It's easier to make a healthier decision, which you know, it's it's sometimes hard to eat healthy and it's sometimes yeah. hard to like keep up with that. Totally. Wow, that's so cool to hear your whole story. Thank you. I love that. It makes me nostalgic for you to think about those times of like packing oh and all gosh. of that. Yeah. I think you know Brandon Cohen who started Liquid Ivy. Yes. I was He's also an investor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like my closest friend. Oh. And when they first when he first started Liquid Ivy. I would help him like pack the boxes and we'd go to Whole Foods and we would stand in front of like the Venice Whole Foods and demo. This was before Erwan was like a thing. I mean, Erwan was around for sure. But this wasn't when like everybody was trying to get into Erwan. And it was some of the most fun times ever. Like ever. Just thinking back on it, it would be so different now. Mm -hmm. My reflector soul, you know, standing in front of a Whole Foods, like trying to get people to try liquid IV. But at the time it was so fun. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Looking back. Back, so it's so nostalgic. Yeah, like I, looking back, like I have this one photo that I love that um, my team likes to always send to me to keep me humble. I have oat flour all over my face, and I was literally wearing overalls because I had just made so much product, and I like turned the mixer or turned like the wrong mixer setting on, and it was this giant mixer that I still have at home. Um, and the oat flour went everywhere and it's literally covering me and I'm laughing so hysterically because I like have n- had no sleep. My dog Pablo is right there with oat flour all over him and we're just like standing in front of this mixer and it was like the simpler times. Like yes, it's so yes, fun. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Like in the beginning when you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And there's not all the complexities of like having a bigger brand, which is also the goal, but it gets harder in some ways. Similar to being a creator and an influencer, I feel like the bigger you get, the the higher the stakes are and Mm -hmm. like the more the roller coaster is. And it's, you know, even like for people who are like climbing their careers, like when you when you become a director or vice president or whatever, like it just it's a lot more or a mom or whatever yeah. it is. It's just a lot higher the stakes. stakes. get higher. Yeah. yeah. Growing up yes. gives me anxiety. I know. <laughs> Same.
This episode of the Balanced Blonde Podcast is brought to you by the new L'Oreal Paris Reveal Dark Spot Serum and Broad Spectrum SPF 50 Daily Lotion. Dark spots, game over. So if you have any dark spots on your skin, which is something that I have definitely dealt with, especially living in LA and always having lived in a very sunny environment and spending a lot of time outside... I have started using this product and it is really working for me. The perfect duo to visibly fade all types of dark spots is the Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo from L'Oreal Paris. Just because summer is over doesn't mean you have to stop wearing SPF. SPF is an everyday thing. And if you have sensitive skin like me in any capacity, this can help with acne scarring. This can help with basically sensitive skin in general. What I love is that it visibly fades dark spots and I feel like so many people in my life need to know about this. So if you have aging spots or sun spots as well as post acne marks, it will work for all of the above. The serum is made up of niacinamide, which is a top dermatologist recommended brightening ingredient and I just love it. It's like working so well for me and I'm telling everybody about it. So discover the new Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo. Visit Target online and in store to buy yours today and be sure to let me know what you think. Okay, let's talk about joy. I am so into joy wellness right now. It is a place where women can come to find answers, own their own health journey and truly start to feel like themselves again. Through comprehensive labs and with the help of functional medicine clinicians, Joy helps you to understand what is going on underneath and provides solutions to address the root cause. Through peptide and hormone balancing therapies, they optimize your well-being. Joy empowers women to live, function, and feel your best with proactive and personalized healthcare. So far, my experience with them has been so easy. I've been emailing back and forth with their team. And I basically filled out a questionnaire saying that things that I would like to focus on are hormone health, metabolic health, anti-aging, fatigue, low energy, and brain fog. But you can also focus on nutrition deficiencies, um, sexual health, weight loss all types of different things, and they are incredibly unique in that they measure your individual biomarkers to get the most accurate picture of your health, and then they create a personalized plan for you. They just make everything so easy. They're female-founded, they're research-backed, and the labs start at only $99, but they can also go up to $599 because they're testing so many different markers. So we have a special deal for you. Go to choosejoy.co slash balanced and browse their curated selection of comprehensive labs. That is choosejoy.co slash balanced and get 20% off any labs. Choose joy and feel like you again. So something we have to talk about is that you were on Shark Tank and that was iconic. Yes. Tell us about that experience. It it was a wild experience. Like I, I always warn founders that ask me about it. I always warn them that one, it's a lot of work. Like you see a six minute pitch, but it's probably a hundred hours of work that goes into it. And so you were prepping a lot, like not, not just on the business side, on your pitch, you create your entire set, like that's on you. Um, You know, watching hours of episodes to figure out what the questions are. So one, it's a lot of work, but two, it's also kind of an emotional roller coaster. So you don't know how they're going to edit your episode. So it's hard that way. TV's crazy. So especially reality TV. So you can you can kind of like mash up even like different questions to different answers. You can mash up reactions. Like I had one where like Mark Cuban had a reaction and it was not the actual reaction oh, right. that he had in mm-hmm. person. And so it's hard to, and what am I going to like go tell everyone? Like I'm not going to, yeah. I don't need to like go explain myself, but like I definitely got the edit of, which I think I knew, I like knew at the time that they were going for this edit, but I got the edit of, you know, like amazing entrepreneur has had so much success, like is killing it, crushing it. And then at the very end, when I negotiated with Robert, there was like this, he, he pulled his offer for me. So like 
there was like this downfall that happened at the end. And so it was kind of an interesting, it was one of them, I guarantee you, I don't know this for facts, but I guarantee it's one of the most watched episodes because as well, I, I talked about the backlash on that, that I got on TikTok and that went viral several times. So, and there was a lot of PR around it. So it wasn't, the episode itself was, and like filming it and all of that was almost like one part of the journey, like part one of the journey. Part two of the tracking journey was the PR that came from it, the, you know, misogynistic comments that I got, the even bringing light to the misogynistic comments that I got on Twitter, or not, sorry, on Twitter, on TikTok, the complaining about my pink suit, which the now- The best pink suit ever. Yeah, like now everybody wears pink suits, which is so funny to me. But at the time, there were so many people saying, a lot of men that were saying it was inappropriate, that I shouldn't <laughs> the have color? worn that. Like what? Yeah, it, or it was, it was shorts, but it was like pretty long. I have long arms. So you know, when you're in grade school, you have to like do this uh-huh. to measure your shorts. It was not that long, but like it was like the shorts were appropriate. Of um, course. So of course that was appropriate. I was wearing yeah. I was like, <laughs> going for a professional pitch. Uh-huh. So anyways, like that, that got picked up. So it was that was really like journey two of figuring out one, what I want to say personally, because I I had never been public, like my Instagram was private, like I had never been public figure. Two is what the, we want the brand to st- say and stand for, because that's a moment for us to also take a stand about like, you know, being a feminist and, and wear the pink suit and, you know, women are allowed to negotiate and, and all of those things. Um, and then three, like kind of dealing with the mental health aspect of it was like another part of this. Part yeah. Two of the what journey. did that mental health part look like? So it I've, I've struggled with kind of like anxiety and depression my entire life. It runs in my family like it's it's a pretty I would say like prompt. now I know what it was. I don't think I knew at the time what it was when I was growing up. But I don't I have not felt like a depression that low in a very long time. Like it was after it aired and after I of course I wake up the next day and I open like Reddit, which I should not Horrible. have opened. But like Horrible. I opened Reddit. The one and thing was, I will <laughs> never look at. You've never looked at no. it. If yeah. anybody wants to say anything about me, I will never see it. So <laughs> go ahead. I know. But, it, it, what do they say? It's not your business what other people say about yeah. you. Yeah. It's like kind of an interesting. Yeah. Um, well, it really is a reflection of how they feel about themselves. Yes. But I yeah. know that Reddit gets so nasty. Yeah, it does. And so, yeah, and it's also a certain, a different type of consumer. Whereas mm-hmm. like on TikTok, when I posted that first video, Every like there were so many women that were just so encouraging. And there's like that one bad comment here and there, but it was overwhelmingly just women being like, you go like go mm-hmm. girl, you like obsessed your, with you. Right yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. And they and I, that's what's great about TikTok. You know, the brand is great, you crushed it, your pitch was great, your suit is amazing. Like I've worn a pink suit to a meeting, whatever. So on Reddit, I think it's a certain kind of person. But yeah, it is when you read those, it's almost like like the physical overwhelm of getting like a wave washed over you. Yeah, of like, it's horrible. Holy shit. Like people don't like me. And there were, it was, maybe I would say it was like 50-50, like 50 bad, 50 good, but you only read the bad. Like that's mm-hmm. what you're focused on. So um, anyways, that like next week I was pretty, I was like, I truly was like riddled with anxiety. It was like anxiety, depression, anxiety, depression. It's like high, low, high, low, high, low. Cause they come kind of from the same part of the brain, right? Like high energy versus low energy. And then I made the the TikTok of all the mean comments that I was pointing to that went viral. And I don't know what, I don't know what was in me to like do it, but there was something where I was like, it's like a blurry video. I don't even know what it's, it wasn't, it was like low quality, but like something in me was like, I just need to put this video up and make this, like make this TikTok. And thank God I did. Cause that was a way that I got out of it you know that's like that's amazing and I, you shouldn't i guess like you shouldn't have external things be the well way you can you, stand like, up for yourself <laughs> yeah it felt like i was standing up for myself really good yeah mm-hmm. yeah that felt really great but it is yeah the the high lows that come with come with doing something like that you have to be prepared for and i think as a reflector it might be different for me mm-hmm. than it is for someone else like maybe they wouldn't take it so yeah i think hard. some people are built and they don't really care about that kind of thing yeah I do. So yeah. I know that feeling of seeing 
the horribly negative comments, which mm-hmm. I've seen, of course, like all over the internet, whether it not be Reddit, but elsewhere. Yeah. It's horrible. Like it gives me anxiety to think about it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, so as humans, we're not supposed to supposed hear those to things about feedback. ourselves. Yeah. There's a reason people talk behind people's backs, yeah, which is also gossip. not good. But gossip yeah, exactly. Exists. Exactly. A little bit of gossip is okay. There's a, right. another podcast called Normal Gossip, which I love because it's yeah, just love like, that. yeah, it's just like regular yeah. people's gossip of like at the farmer's yeah. market or whatever. And that stuff is like it can be fun like I do think yeah Yeah, well there's nothing wrong with just like venting a little bit to your friends but like going and seeing something like that online it's it's crazy especially if you wouldn't do like I don't have a bone in my body that would write and even if I don't like a video or I don't like what someone yeah, says same. or whatever. I just don't have Imagine that. writing it's like, wild. I hate this video. No, You're I the would worst. never. Like, I don't have that chip in me to do that. Well, so it's a waste I of think it's, time. Yeah, I think it's wild. It when is. People it's do. so wild. Yeah. So that's crazy. And then the rest of kind of like the PR that came from being on Shark Tank I have to imagine that was really good for the brand. It was great. Like yeah. huge. Yeah. That actually, the PR that came from it and that those viral TikToks did about as much revenue as the show itself. Wow. If you, if you track it back. Yeah, which is that's kind incredible. Of yeah. So, and that's the other thing I tell people who are even thinking about Shark Tank is, yes, the episode is one thing and it airing and you'll see the boost in sales and all of that. But really what you do afterwards, tell a story. Like it's a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to tell a brand story to you know, engage with your consumers and engage with your community because that's really what a brand is, is you're building this community. So to be able to tell the story after that and yeah, the PR from it being amazing, like that was it. But there was like that down. I, I It was like, hi, airing and then down for the next week because I was like, everybody hates me. And then once I made that TikTok and like we got our power back, yes, basically, yes. and I feel like I got my power back. It was like back up. Yes, that makes total sense. I mean, it's a very normal trajectory yeah. to put yourself out there in the world and then like feel people's response. I don't know how you do that it you every took day. Your power back. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that we are built for it, but you have yeah. to just develop this feeling of like, it's not about me. It's about them. Yeah, it's about them. And also just disconnecting from it. Mm-hmm. Like even though I'm not the best at disconnecting mm-hmm. myself from my brand, I can disconnect like in my life, you know, I can take the weekend mm-hmm. off. I can remember what's important. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to. Yeah. Win. Yeah. Or take your solo trips. Yeah. Solo trips, which are my favorite thing in the uh, world. I feel like I need to do one. Yes. Because that's that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier of of like cleaning, like cleansing yes, out. Yes. You'll find yourself in like, a way that you could never imagine. Yeah. Just new parts of yourself, new facets of yourself. I highly recommend. I love it. So that kind of kickstarted your journey then of getting investors. Mm-hmm. And what has that been like? Yeah. So I, I've had an interesting experience with fundraising. It's it generally, I would say I've had an easier experience with it and than the average person. I think because, especially early on, because we had the proof points, like I think that's that's what sometimes I struggle with, with, you know, brands that are raising without a product yet or brands that are raising with just a product, but they don't have any revenue yet. You don't have the proof in the market there. So the way we did it is we launched and then we had all of this inbound and then we got all of the, you know, acceptances from Whole Foods and Target. And so it's been, I would say, a little bit of an easier time, but now is harder than ever to, to fundraise. So I I kind of, anytime someone's going through it, I, I feel their pain, but it's a little bit market dependent too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't force it. I, I think you just have to know what you're doing when you do raise money for an idea. The, the hardest thing is it's not your company anymore. Like it is yours and other people. You, you have someone to mm-hmm. report to. When you don't have investors, you're the boss. Everybody reports to you. But like, I think people forget that when you do get investors, when you raise like a big series A, like you're, reporting to your investors. Like I send a quarterly updates that you get, yeah. right? And you have to you have to tell them. You have to, I, I structure it in like wins, challenges and, and mm-hmm. asks. And like you have to be transparent with them. You are reporting to them because it's their money and they mm-hmm. own a part of your business. So that's the one thing that I do try to emphasize. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to let go of like, I mean, yeah, the control in some way of like mm-hmm. being, it's solely yours. Yeah. 
I would find that very hard. Yeah. But I love the emails that you send. They're actually my favorites of all the ah. brands that I have invested in. And I love them all. But like the emails that you send, they feel really personal. They mm-hmm. feel really honest and like exciting. Yeah. You guys are doing so well. Well, and it feels like I have a par- I feels like I have partners. So that's the thing with being a solo founder is when you have investors. Yes, you relinquish a little bit of control. But what's great about it is I like I'll send those and you'll reply or another investor will reply and it's usually encouragement or trying to help me with something. Yeah. So then I'm like, I'm not in it alone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just me. Like, I have, yeah. you know, this like safety net of people who are rooting for the brand, you know, and of course our team is too, but like rooting for the brand and like want us to win and, you know, want to help us. And so it is like that encouragement back to the feedback back, I think matters yeah. a lot. I need to respond more. <laughs> I like always get those kinds of things and I don't, like, I don't know if I interact because I don't know yeah. if I'm supposed it's to, supposed but now yeah. I'm going to. No, you can just be like, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I will. You know yeah. I will. I love that. Yeah. And you guys have done a lot of really cool collaborations with influencers mm-hmm. and celebrities. What's that experience been like? Yeah, I mean, I credit influencers a lot because influencers have been kind of like the core of our brand from very early on. I know a lot of brands have influencers who are investors as well, but our our cap table of investors is pretty stacked with influencers. So not only did, were they the first to try the products and post about the products and, you know, want to do collaborations with with the brand and and launch different products with us, they were also the ones that said, here's my money. Like, I'm going to invest in you and the brand and become truly a part of the brand. So, yeah, our collaborations are, we have one coming out. I, I don't know when it's going to come out. With Chamberlain Coffee. Oh, amazing. Which is amazing. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, so excited. That'll be great. It's our first donuts collab. So Ooh. it's cinnamon sugar donuts with them. And where I have to send you the invite, it's, we don't have it yet, but we're launching a donut shop in LA. Um, like a pop-up? Like or? a pop-up. Okay. It's at La La Land Cafe. cafe. Oh, so in, it's and on Montana? Yes. Oh my exactly. God, I will I will be the first person there. Yeah. That is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's super exciting. We're taking it over. We're making it look like a super nostalgic oh, donuts and coffee shop. Dream. Yeah, it's like the pastels, the like, even like the donut boxes are if you can imagine, I'm like a, a design person, but are, you know, like super nostalgic looking with the, what is it called? Gingham, I guess. Yes, like yes, this. that's what I was envisioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, when is this going to be? So this is in LA and it's open to consumers. So in LA, it's October 20th weekend. Okay. And then in New York, we're going to do a mini version at Pop-Up Grocer at, on October 26th. Oh my God. So yeah, it's good. It's exciting. That's it's our so first exciting. like really big event. And I love that we're doing it with a collab, right? It's yeah. with Chamberlain. And, you know, cinnamon sugar is obviously yes, iconic. It's, it's so I'm so, so excited. Yeah. Oh, my fun. God. I love it. Well, one day we have to do a collaboration cookie yes. dough with yes. the balance wand yes. because that we would be to. my dream. Oh, my God. You like, can formulate it, I'm sure. <laughs> I would love. I mean, I'm just a cookie dough. I'm a I love I love it so much. Yes. Like we could have some fun oh my thinking God, of wait. some yeah, ideas. We, we can come up with. The, the good thing about the cookie dough is you can come up with such creative flavors. Like yeah. you it really, it's like oat flour and a nut butter is the base, but you can really play around with it and get, like we just did a Texas sheet cake. Like Yeah, that tastes, one was so good. It's so good. It tastes like Texas sheet cake. So you can just get really, really clever with it. But yeah, it's a, we're, we're doing it. Yes, we got to do it. Yes. yes. Everybody <laughs> listening, tell us what you, oh what my God, you want. Yes. Like, comment. Just comment. Tell Please. us. So I'm going to ask you a couple of the rapid fires. We already talked about, obviously, our human design and your sun and your moon. But what's your rising? Aries. Oh, I could see that. I knew you were going to say that. That's so crazy. It just hit me before you said it. I'm an Aquarius rising. Okay, I can see that too. (laughs) I don't have any fire. Um, I'm all air and water. I love love that so much. Who are your mentors? My biggest or my closest advisor, I would say, is Mike Messersmith. He's the president of Oatly, the oat milk oh, yeah. brand. And he basically was he was employee number one of Oatly in the U.S. So when it was doing zero, literally zero dollars in revenue, he became the the GM and has kind of grown it in the U.S. since then. So he's he's, you know, I would say my my day to day person that I go to. Another one in the industry is she's actually I would say more of a friend than a mentor, but her name is Laura Merritt, and she's been in the industry, but also on a personal level understands. Actually, I need to find out her human design. I think she understand, understands and so empathetic with what a founder goes through. And so having that 
person that can help you with the business, but also just listen to you is also yeah. very valuable. So, you know, I can vent to her. I can quite literally say whatever. And I know she won't judge me for it. Like I could t- type whatever in, in a text message and she would be like, the best fine. kind of person yeah. to have in your life. Yeah. Like no zero judgment. So I'd say those two are my my biggest. I love that. Mm-hmm. And if you could be in a room with three people living or dead, who would they be? Mm, living or dead. Let's right now. I'm going to say at this moment, are you following the Taylor Swift and that yes. football player? <laughs> yes. Those two, because yeah, I would want to see find what's out happening. What's going on. Literally, yes. what's going on? Do you actually like each other? Is it a PR stunt? What's happening? I know. I feel like um, it's real. I don't know if I'm just like, like a hopeless real. romantic, but yes. And then the third would maybe be, uh, who would go with that? I'll invite you. Yeah. We can, we can two reflectors out. with those two. We would have yeah. a blast. <laughs> did you go to Taylor Swift's uh, tour? I didn't. Did you go? I you did. Went. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah, go. Yeah. It was really fun. I'm uh, not even like the I number one Swifty or anything. I'm not either. But I loved it. And now I am. Actually, yeah. now I'm a Swifty. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I got am the hype. seeing it on mm-hmm. Instagram. I She has a second leg. So maybe I'll make it. Yeah. But yeah. I was never a Swifty. But then I watched Miss Americana. And then yes. I saw this Such tour. a good documentary. And I was like, I think I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think this tour created millions more Swifties, yeah. honestly, because like, how could you not? Yeah. Um, she's just amazing. I love it. I know. So where can everybody find you? At Eat Dough, E-A-T-D-E-U-X on everything. And then I'm at Sabina Lada, S-A-B-E-E-N-A-L-A-D-H-A. Yay. Thank you so much for being Thanks. here. This, this was is so great. fun. And we could talk for hours, literally. literally. Like, we had to get cut. We got cut off, everybody. Things I still want to say, but you, you come back. <laughs> yes. Yay. Thank I you. I love it. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.